Hi, this is Sam Lagana with the Los Angeles Rams. Who's house? You're listening to the Los Angeles Rams UK Podcast. Undenied worldwide, the Los Angeles Rams. It doesn't get any better than this. Let's go Rams! Hello and welcome to episode 36 of the LA Rams UK Podcast. It's Tony here again this week after missing last week through some technical difficulties, mainly down to my dodgy broadband connection, but I'm also joined by Rob. Evening, Rob. Good evening, Tony. How are you doing, folks? Not so bad yourself, Rob? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, I can't complain. Excellent, excellent. So, um, the Rams lost to the Niners in the first divisional of the game of the season. Um, we're now 4-2 and two and sit third in the NFC West. Uh, we're going to go through the game in a little bit more detail shortly, as well as any news that came from the, came out from on the back of that game. We'll go through the predictions from last week. We'll look forward to next week's game again, at home against the Chicago Bears, uh, the predictions for that game, and Sky Games for this week. Uh, so what I wanted to do actually first off was um, on Facebook this week, uh, our good friend from Los Angeles, uh, Vince Kitagawa reminded us that it's been three years pretty much to the day since we all first met up for the Cardinals game at Twickenham, um, which we fortunately won. Uh, Craigie, what was the score? Was it 33 nil? It was. Oh yes, it was so. Excellent. Yes. We we always love to win a, uh, a divisional game by a scoreline like that. It's, um, so, yes, big shout out to Vince for reminding us that it's three years since we uh, actually met up in person in the, in the Barrow Boy and Banker and then all trips all the way down south in London to, the, to Twickenham. Was you at that game, Rob? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was indeed. Yeah, as I say, I was uh, fortunate enough to come down with my, my family. Um, and again, I think I actually met yourself and one or two others at the Barrow Boy and Banker. So good times. Yeah, enjoyed it. Good, good it game. was, yeah. When you get to my sort of age, Rob, you sort of forget what you did yesterday, never mind three years ago. Yeah, I'm not far behind you either, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rob, um, San Francisco, any thoughts, yes. comments from the game earlier this oh. week? Yes, I've got a few. I've got a few, Tony. Um, it, it, it wasn't pretty, was it? It wasn't pretty. Um, there, there, there was certainly a few positives we could take. Um, but as I say, I, I just think it was a bad day at the office. I think there was a lot of momentum going into the game. Um, I think we were quite hot favourites to, to win the game, even you know, even at the 49ers. Um, but it, it just never materialised, you know, and, and it seemed to get away from us re- reasonably early in the game. So it did. Um, I, I, one of the one of the kind of standout things early for me was, you know, that the Fortinians got off to a, a quick start. Um, we looked to be coughing and spluttering on offense. Um, the only real kind of consistent was was Daryl Henderson. Um, and it, for the first half, you know, we were really kind of chasing the Fortinians. It, it, it wasn't great stuff, Tony. It wasn't great stuff. No, I, I think as from the opposition's point of view, you know, scoring on your first drive and getting those points on the board, and following soon after that we we fluffed that extra point and it, it it almost felt as though missing that extra point took the wind out of our sails there was a lack of confidence and I, I know we was all pretty confident about getting a win or performing well but we we also had that that caveat at the end of it that it was a divisional game so it could still go either way but it, it did feel as though both the players and the management of the Rams 
uh, had that overconfidence and that sort of showed on the field, didn't it? It did. I think you're absolutely right, Tony. I think this team went into this game very confident. And, uh, you know, I, I think Shanahan has that team playing exceptionally well when they're all fit. You know, we know what they did last year. Um, you know, making it to the Super Bowl, they've, they've coughed and spluttered against this. Uh, 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 you know, this year, um, they've, they've lost some games they were expected to win. You know, the the one the week previously to the the Dolphins was, I'm sure, a game they they, they thought they had in their back pocket. Um, but they, they've taken some hits this year. You know, there's some there's some injuries on the team. Um, I know Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo was benched. You know, against the the Dolphins, but I think that was more to do with a with a kind of high ankle sprain more than it was. You know, that that his he, start of the season had been not great but certainly not enough to bench him at the moment um, certainly with no prolific backup you know kind of like there's no quarterback controversy there um, I think it's more the fact that you know Sh- Shanahan is you know he's, he's very good at getting the best of what he has and I think that you go into a game like that thinking that you might have a number this week and a team like that's more than capable of just creeping up on you especially at home and they, they did something that we like to do they got off to a fast start and you know the the defense was flapping the first couple of drives the 49ers came out and it was the the, the one play early on that really stood out for me was you'll maybe remember um Mostert, um they thought he was down after about five or five or six yard gain only to discover that his knees hadn't touched the ground and oh, yes. he took off for a further 30 yards and you know, that that just seemed to set a precedent because they they, they just seemed to they, it just seemed to you know Get them going really early, and then it was it was dink and dunk. The the running game seemed to really click for them early. Um, they they obviously were thinking, you know, Aaron Donald, how do we mitigate that pass rush? And the, you know, the, the dinking and dunking was really taking that away because that there wasn't a great deal happening for the pass rush. And Aaron Donald was double teamed for a lot of that first half. And to be honest with you, the strategy that they came out with was was really our kryptonite. You know, establish the running game, dink and dunk to keep the pass rush honest, and hit us with a couple of big plays like they did. Mm-hmm. And and it worked very well for them in the first half. And we were really flapping, you know. And and there was a few bits of unlucky. We were bit unlucky in a few bits as well, you know. We had some drop passes. We had golf and a wee bit inaccurate early on as well. And 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 it, and it just didn't go for us. And then as you say, when we did finally get clicking, you know, we get points on the board and then uh, you know Solomon, uh, Solomon comes in and misses the extra point and as you see it just from from having a wee bit of wind in our sails um, to just taking that from us and then you know going in at the, in at the half you know uh, 21-6 down and it was one of those things where you think you know what's just happened you know the score's supposed to be flipped and at that point I was starting to think you know the writing was on the wall for us a little bit um, thankfully, we rallied a little bit in the second half. You know, the defense began to play better. Um, we 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 can exchange possessions a few times, but again, there was a there was a big play in the second half. It was the the going for it in fourth down down on the line, and Goff throws the interception. And mm. and again, it, it it just left us completely flat after that. You know, at a point where it would have been ideal for us to score and really get us back in the game to coming away from you know so close to bringing the game back to within a kind of decent kind of kind of close score to after all that effort having nothing again. And it it, it just didn't seem to be happening for us. It was it was one of those nights where it was just a bad night at the office. 
it, I, I think you're right there, Rob. It was a bad night at the office, and I, I think the the San Francisco game plan of keeping it simple for Garoppolo um, worked wonders. You know, you could see his confidence grow throughout the game. Um, you know, it's it, it's difficult. You know, everything's fine in hindsight. We can talk about all sorts of things, can't we? And hindsight is a wonderful thing. But I would have liked to have seen us go for two points in that that fourth quarter, um, with the, with the hope of actually getting the chance of another red zone opportunity after that um, to actually take take the lead. But um, it, oh, I I. I, I I don't like the games against San Francisco. They, they, they've held the whip hand over us for for too long, and they have the the historical win loss ratio over us as well. And you know, it's I've, I've been around long enough that I, as as much as I dislike Seattle, it's always San Francisco that I look out for in the schedule when it comes out. To be honest, and yeah, this one hurts, you know, especially when it was it was a one twenty in the morning kickoff. And it finished just before four o'clock in the morning. I, mean, I was fortunate in so much as I've, I've not been working this week, so I, I pretty much finished the game, took the dog out for a walk, fed him, and went back to bed for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're quite right, don't you? Yeah, you're quite right. It's uh, as, as you say, it always things because it's, it's a rivalry game, isn't it? You know, and, and I think you know that you can't really look at the form. Because I, I do think you know the, the players know that the, the, these rivalry games when they come up, and, and I think they do lift their form for these rivalry games. And uh, again, you, you can take you know any kind of form into a game like this. I just think it's whoever turns up on the day. Um, and I think I think a lot of credit, as I've already said, has to be given to Shanahan. I think his game plan and offense was was absolutely. Our, really our kryptonite um, and it's, it seemed to have worked to a tee and their defence really turned up as well I, you know Goff seemed to be under little bits of pressure um, but you look at the stats you know I mean I don't think he was sacked the whole game he was only hurried a couple of times but I think I think they were on his doorstep you know quite often and I think that was enough for Goff that coupled with a couple of missed passes early on and as I say I think the confidence maybe dropped slightly Mm-hmm. And then a couple of things don't go your way, and and then and then as I say, you, you actually find yourself, you know, um, you know, uh, three scores down, and and flapping, you know, in in the second half, you know, what one constant and and one one constant I can certainly take from the game is is that Daryl Henderson looked to be really really reasonably consistent. I think he had about eight eight yards on the on the day, um, yeah. and as I say, we, we asked him to do a lot. You know, we asked him to get those tough yards up the middle. And and I think I think he did keep them honest. And I think any any wee things that did, any any of the deeper passes and things that normally come from that, um, you know, had that to thank because I think I think at one point he, he looked to be the only real kind of consistent bit of offense that we could actually produce. No, no, you're quite right. You know, fourteen carries did Daryl Henderson for eighty eight yards, which is an average of six point three. Um, so you know, he he was working hard. Um, but the rest of it wasn't there. You know, there was, there was a couple of uncharacteristic drops from Cooper Cup. Um, yeah. Even Robert Woods, I think, dropped one at least. Um, yeah, he dropped a big one down the sidelines, didn't he, later on in the game as well. Um, it kind of went through his hands. Um, I, again, it wasn't an easy catch by any means, but, you know, that this this is the guy that, that can sometimes the spectacular for you but I, I, again with the way the game was going you know that, that's just the kind of luck that was evading us that night wasn't it 
Definitely, definitely. Um, so we've actually covered what I was going to ask you next, which is about standout performances. Um, and I, I, th- I think the only really standout performance we can say was 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 potentially Daryl Anderson. Yeah, I, th- I think he was the he was the only one that really kind of stood out, kind of stats wise. I I I I honestly don't think the Rams actually the Rams offensive line played bad. You know, as I say, golf golf was hurried a couple of times. He wasn't sacked though, mm-hmm. um, but, but I think the pressure was quite relentless. I think some of the game plan and defense, but a lot of the game plan, I think early on was certainly. To, Certainly, too hurry golf to to pressure them. Um, I, I think these teams know one another so well um, that, that 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 was a big thing on defense. You know, to to to, to hurry golf, don't don't let them feel comfortable in the pocket. Um, because the offensive line for us has been playing pretty well, so it has actually, you know, for most of the season so far. So I, th- I think you know, to, to kind of rattle golf early um, was part of the game plan, and I think it worked because he did look a wee bit shaky sometimes. And I'm I'm often not critical of golf. I, I think there's a lot more to come. I, th- I think he's actually played exceptionally well this year, but this wasn't his best game. And I think I think he he would he would put his hand up and say, you know, that a few of those misses were certainly on him. No, definitely. It's um, I mean. I, I won't call it a spat I had on Twitter, but at least one person was was calling Goff one of the the, the worst QBs, and we we should we should we should we should try and draft a new quarterback in the new the next season, all sorts of stuff. And you're thinking, no, we've got we've got a solid quarterback there, and it's you know it's it's a one off game, and you just react into that. Um, but yeah, it's, that's by the by. I, you know, I, I stand by Jared Goff. I, I, I think he's, I think he's a solid quarterback. And I think he's got, you know, what is he? Is he twenty six now? With, with four yes, or five so, seasons yep. under his belt. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think he's, he's still got time, and I think he's still a solid quarterback for us. Um, the next sort of question to move on to was, any news that has come out of the team since the game? And I think the biggest news. Is is that we've um, we've signed Kai Forbath uh, as a kicker, um, and best described as a journeyman, um, playing for Washington, New Orleans, Minnesota, Jacksonville, New England, and, and latterly Dallas. And where do we pick him up from? Chicago's practice squad. It, it was, yeah, yeah. The team we play next week, yeah, Chicago. So it was. <laughs> um, I, uh, I I have to admit, I was glad to hear the news. Um, we are we're seeing in- inconsistency from this rookie kicker. And I, I, I said in one of the previous podcasts, you know, that rookie kickers are going to miss kicks. It, it, it all comes down to the percentages. And I think, to be honest with you, what's more concerning for me just now is is that he's missing extra points. You know, mm-hmm. now I, I know in recent years, you know, it's been moved back a wee bit. It's not the quite automatic thing that it once was, but that's really got to be their bread and butter. You know, and then then it's the it's the near to intermediate field goals, and then any, anything you know, the, the kind of fifty yard range is a, is a, is a bonus certainly. Um, but we're, we're we're not seeing the kind of kind of consistency we're hoping for, um, and I think you know bringing in four bath is a real indication of that. Hopefully, it's along the lines of some competition to maybe stir this guy into playing better for want of a better word. You know, I mean, I mean, I think I think a bit of healthy competition is is is, is, is can can only be a good thing, and and and. It, 
if he continues to, 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 to miss you know extra points, then I think his days will be numbered, unfortunately. But but rookie kickers, I'm 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 all for hanging in there a little bit, you know, and unless it becomes, you know, towards dire, um, then you have to look at making a change. And that's certainly an option for us now having this guy in. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right as well there. You know, it's uh, you know, with with Forbath being 33, you know, he's 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 played fairly consistently um, since since 2012 when he when he came into the Washington team. So I, I see him as like a competition and be a bit of a mentor for Sloman. Um, you know, yes. bring him along. You know, make sure he keeps him honest. I'm looking at his field goals. You know. Consistently, his his longest during the season has been about 50, 50 yards or so. Um, his extra points are in the high eighties. Well, actually, on an average throughout his career, it's ninety three percent for ex- for the extra points. Um, and I, we have we have been spoiled over the last. God, I can't remember how many years with Greg's airline, who's been Mister Metronome for us. Yeah, yeah. As you see, the, the amount of years, uh, I can't just rattle off the top of my head. But yeah, I think, as you see, we were spoiled for quite a few years, you know, because, um, you know, he, he, he was exceptional and he was consistent and he had the big leg as well. He was everything you were looking for in a kicker. Um, do, do you know, the, 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 one thing I was going to add to just what you were saying there, Tony, was, you know, it's, it's not unheard of for teams to run with two kickers, you mm-hmm. know, and both having different attributes. Um, I think I think Sloman is is known to have the big leg, and I think one of his attributes is the longer field goals. So I'm not saying that you know we're going to start bringing on you know four baths for shorter kicks and, and and keep Sloman for longer kicks. Um, but that's not unheard of, you know. Specialist kickers have have had a role on some teams, so they have. But I th- I think that's more as, as as you say is more maybe a kind of a competition thing for Sloman, and hopefully as you say, this guy having that all that wealth of experience, hopefully that some of that can rub off on this young guy and hopefully improve him. Definitely, definitely. Um, any other news that you're aware of regarding the team? Yeah, the only thing was just a, a wrong way um, been placed on uh, injured reserve. I think I think that that that, that was kind of happening after I think the, the Washington game, but I think it was mm-hmm. just confirmed. I think that was the only real other piece of kind of reasonably big news that, that was kind of happening. So it was. I think c- c- coming out of the 49ers game, I think we came out relatively healthy. I think. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're right with the the Urbo in, injury reserve. Um, it was a strategic move i think with the bye week on the horizon um in so much as i I think you have to keep players on the ir for four weeks um so with what was three weeks before before the the um bye week that would make it four when we come back from the bye um so it's strategic really actually to give him that time to come back after the bye and I, i think it's really good that we've got what is what i would I think is is like a, a perfect bye week in right in the middle of the full schedule for us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. It's falling in at a good time, Tony. Because what one other piece of news actually that I'd like to mention is uh, is Robinson. Um, I'll show Robinson the big free agent we picked up. I think we signed him for a couple of years in free agency there in the off season. Um, he's been on uh, injured reserve, as you know. They 
kind of tweaked his contract mm-hmm. because I think initially he was going to actually opt out this season. Um, but they were able to look at the situation, tweak his contract, and he went on to injured reserve instead. Um, he's been activated, um, but I believe I believe just with all the red tape that 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 that, that involves, um, he can't actually play um, a game until week ten. So that's that's the the Seahawks game after the bye week. So hopefully we get him and actually Jordan Fuller back for that game in week ten. So as you rightly say, that 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 that, that bye week actually came along at a convenient time for us. Excellent. No, I I, I hadn't realised about the the week ten. I thought he was maybe available this week to be honest, but um, that that sounds like good news indeed. Yeah, no, I think I think there's a, after they come off injured reserve, I think there's there's other red tape. I, I'd have to look into it to, to give you all the kind of logistics of it, but I think there's other red tape that they can't activate them. I think for another a further three weeks, um, but certainly one of them being the bye week. I think so. I think it's looking like week ten before you'll actually see the field. And to be honest with you, the way the way Mostert ran all ran all over is certainly in that first half of the Forty Niners game. I think he's going to be a welcome addition right there in the middle of that line for us on defense. Indeed. Indeed. Um, so moving on a little bit then. So uh, we, we've we've got the the games for this coming week uh, with our predictions. So um, with us recording on a Thursday evening, we have the Giants against the Eagles. Uh, the early game on Sunday is Pittsburgh versus Tennessee, followed by San Francisco versus New England. Um, and the, the late game is Tampa Bay versus Las Vegas. Ooh, interesting. Um, and then, obviously, ourselves um, playing Chicago Bears on Monday Night Football. So, so at the moment, we have... Um, oh, I'm, 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 I'm chasing up the bottom of the pack on 15 correct predictions so far with, with Tom. Um, then we have... Oh, crikey, both Aaron and yourself with 18 correct predictions and Chris and Jordan with 19. Um, so where where did you go with the Giants-Philadelphia game, Rob? Um, I No, just give me a wee second, actually, because I have a wee, wee list here of just my, my picks so I don't end up contradicting myself. Um, Eagles, yeah, I thought the Eagles actually at home. Do you know the, the Giants are actually you know one of the teams that really pushed us this year, as much as they're not having a great season. I just thought the Eagles at home um, would, would just we just pep it, I think, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, that seems to be consistent across the team, actually. Was, we're still waiting for Jordan to make his predictions, um, but I think Scottish um, football has taken his attention this week with, with the Celtic Rangers game at uh, the weekend and I think Europa League action this evening. Um, but everybody else, has, uh, everybody has gone for the Eagles uh, in that game. And it looks like you've gone for Tennessee against Pittsburgh, Whereas only Chris has has backed you up there. Both myself, Aaron, and Tom uh, have got, have gone for Pittsburgh. Is that because Tennessee at home? Do you think, Rob? I think yeah. There's there's nothing much between these two teams. You know they're both unbeaten at the moment. Um, this one could go either way. Again, just a home team just pips it for me. I think Derek Henry is just playing fabulous again this year. Um, he's he's just a, he's just a powerhouse of a running back. Um, you, you watch him the other week there. You know throwing Josh Norman to the side, and you know he's 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 almost an unstoppable force. And I think that just gives. Tennessee that great edge as, as we know a lot of teams you know they, they, they bring a lot of stuff from a running game you know that, that 
to advance their offence. I, I think the Titans are a very good team again this year. And I think at home, I think I'm just going to have them edging it, I think, you know, against a good Steelers team. Again, they're having a good start to the season. Sure, sure. And, and then the, the, the nine o'clock kickoff on Sunday is the San Francisco-New England game. And I, I think we're in accord here saying that New England at home would be too strong for San Francisco. There's only Chris who's gone for San Francisco. I don't know why he's done that before. Yeah, well, do you know that the San Francisco, as we know, have been hurting from some injuries and another injury, I believe, Mostert, um, is, is going to be out for this one as well. So that hurts the running game for them for San Francisco. If you look at the second half of our game, you know, McKinnon came in um, um, in his place and I, I think the, the running game lost a wee bit in the second half for San Francisco. Um, so they're hurting a wee bit there, you know, as well as guys like, you know, uh, Bosa being out and Sherman being out, you know, some big names out for that 49ers team. Mm-hmm. I just think the Patriots at home are always going to be difficult. And, and again, I just see them maybe winning this one. Well, I don't know about you, but I mean, every time I see that Brady has won, I assume that the Patriots have won. And, and I, I just don't associate him with Tampa Bay this season at all. It's just it's just a mind thing. I, I totally agree. You know, I, I think I had a said in one of the podcasts that I didn't see Brady leaving the, the Patriots. I thought he, he would just always be there until the end of his career. Um, I, I was I was really very, very surprised that he actually moved. And as you say, it's, it's, it's a bit of a, a, a difficult one to get your head around when you see him playing for Tampa Bay. It's, it is, yeah. I think that confused a lot of us last week as well. We, we all said that Green Bay would beat Tampa um, and we was all proved very, very wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we done the Tampa Bay last. Yeah, Tampa Bay Las Vegas is the is the late game on Monday, so we split there. So Chris, Aaron, and myself said Tampa, but yourself and Tom say Vegas. Yeah, do you know? The, 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 I I really think this team is coming. I, I, I really like John Gruden as, as as a coach. I think he's another guy that can get the very best out of a team. He's just a character, and I think he's a he's he's the kind of guy that that, that that young guys gravitate to. You know, I think I think he'll get them that team continue to get, have have it motivated. Um, there's all those first round picks and all those young guys that they dropped into that team. Um, I think I think you know. Um, Derek Carr is, is is starting to play really well. You know they had the big win over the Chiefs there. I I, I see this Raiders team going from strength to strength, and and I think they'll win this one as well. Yeah, I mean I I think I think Vegas and the Raiders is a good fit. Um, I think the new stadium looks fantastic, but not as good as the SoFi. Um, I still don't like them though. I still really don't like the Raiders <laughs> at all. It's just no, I, I can't. It's that old LA rivalry. I just, I just can't say anything nice about them apart from um, I have had Derek Carr in my fantasy team a couple of times over the last four or five years, uh, and he is he is a solid quarterback. He just needs he needs more of a team around him, and I think that I think they're getting getting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Agree with that. Yeah. yeah. So. And unfortunately, on Monday Night Football, everybody has gone for a Rams win, apart from me. I just, uh, I think this is pessimistic me at the moment. Um, I I maybe made that prediction quite soon after the the, the San Francisco game, but um, that it really hurt on Monday, Monday morning for me. Um, Do you think we can win on Monday Night Football? I, I think I think we can. 
I think we can. I think we're back home. Um, I think I think we've been humbled a little bit. Um, I think we'll look at ourselves. Um, I think golf will have a look at himself, and and I, and I see us bouncing back. I I do. I think I think this is a, a decent Nick Foles led Chicago, uh, Chicago Bears team, but I, I think at home, I think licking our wounds a wee bit. I think we've got something to prove, and I think taking that mentality into this one, hopefully, will give us the edge. Yeah. No, I I disagree with that. I was, just, I was just feeling particularly pessimistic at the time, and um, the thing that the thing that does worry me is that you know we we are four and two, and those four wins have all come against the NFC East, which is proving to be the worst division in the NFL at the moment. That's what really concerns me. It's it's a good point, Tony. It is a good point. I I, I had a number of concerns coming into this season. Um, I, I didn't think the team was as strong as it's been in previous seasons, and I I knew this. I knew the first few weeks certainly were going to be difficult for us, and thankfully we shown we shown early. Um, but I think there is certainly weaknesses in this team. I think the pros do outweigh the cons, but I I think to be honest with you, it's one of those things where strong teams are going to be difficult propositions for us and I, I think to be honest with you sitting 4-2 and two just now I, I didn't predict that. Uh, that that's a better standing than I thought we'd have at this position mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so m- moving on to the Bears game then you know I think we've, we've done our predictions where you think we'll win I think we'll lose um, are, the, are the Bears in a false position are, are they a good team are they are they better than us? Do you think, Rob? Do you know the, the the Bears are not doing anything different this season that they haven't done for many many years? It's it's again it's the Bears of old. You know, having had a look at them and having looked at the highlights of the last few games today, you know, it's 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 the same old Bears. It's this strong defence. We're going to beat you with our defence. You know, we're going to try and establish a strong running game and anything else from the passing game is a bonus. And that's that's been a Bears strategy for a number of years now. You know, you, you look at the situation the Bears found, found themselves again in, uh, a couple of weeks ago. You know, they've never seemed to have, have, have had a great deal of luck in drafting first quarterbacks in the first round. You know, guys that they're hoping it's going to be franchise quarterbacks. You know, they, they, they're already looking at Mitchell Trubinsky. They've benched him for Nick Foles. And it's it's... You know, they paid almost a king's ransom to hop over the 49ers a couple of years back to draft, you know, Trubinsky, and mm. it's looking like he's not working out. And it's it, it's it's not the first time it's happened. You know, you look you look down the years. You know, they they took uh, uh, Grossman and uh, in the first round as well, and and, and he just didn't really materialise. He he did take that team to a Super Bowl certainly you know a few years back, but against the the Colts. Um, but, but but under no illusion, it was the defense that carried them there. You know under guys you know like uh, Lance Briggs and and Brian Erlacher. You know and again a strong uh, running game. I think it was Matt Matt Forte. I think was the running back at the time. But 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 again you know Bears football. You know strong defense, power running game, and anything from the passing game is a bonus. Um, and and that that's what we're up against this week coming. It's it's sure. very much. You know, it's it's very much one of those teams again where I think Nick Foles, yes, is an upgrade from Mitchell Trubinsky, who has has been average 
you know, inconsistent at best. So, I mean, I, I, we, we, Nick Foles is an old friend of ours. You know, we, hmm. you know what you get from Nick Foles. He can go out and win you a Super Bowl or he can be very inconsistent as well. You know, he's, it's, it's, a, it's an issue that he's had within his game. So it is. But if I remember rightly, we, we played the Bears a couple of years ago, actually in Chicago, um, the, the year of our Super Bowl. And, hmm. and they were one of the teams to beat us that year, you know, and, and close us right down. Um, I remember watching the game and it was it was the only team that really closed down that high-flying offence all season long. You know, really closed us down, kept it very tight and very close. Um, and I see something along those lines this year. It's, it, it's the same it's the same system that Bears is bringing into this game, you know, that they're going to try and beat you with their defence, give that offence of theirs, you know, good field position, hopefully. Established running game with Montgomery um, and then whatever they can get, you know, from Nick Foles um, and uh, Alan Robinson, I think, who is an old teammate yeah. of Jalen Ramsey's, um, the big wide receiver, and uh, also the uh, Jimmy Graham, um, yeah. a very decent tight end. The, I think these are the weapons to look to look out for in offense. I think you know Alan. Alan is a big receiver, you know, a big target, a guy that's going to go up and win the ball for them. You know, um, Jimmy Graham, you know, a good veteran, has been around a long time, bounced around a, a few teams. You know, a very prolific target in the passing game, and I think David Montgomery, you know, on the ground, um, is going to try and pound out that rock for them. And as I say, it, it's going to be a tough one. I think we put points up on the Bears' defense, um, we really give ourselves a chance. I think if the Bears keep it close. It's more the game that suits them, the game that they want. You know, I think I think we got off to a fast start. We get points in this team early. I think we give ourselves a real shot at home. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean obviously sees Khalil Mack um, facing not not literally facing off against Aaron Donald, but um, you know the the they won't even be on the field at the same time, obviously. But um, you know, there's that head to head. To be considered as well. Khalil Mack's got four and a half sacks. Aaron Donald has seven and a half already this season. Um, the thing that always confuses me is is Jimmy Graham. Um, I'm a big Hull City fan, and we used to have a player back in the nineties called Jimmy Graham, um, which is I guess I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't think it's the same guy at all. But um, <laughs> it, you know, it always confuses me that I really like Jimmy Graham. But I don't like him in in the NFL. But um, I I think you're right. You know the the switch from Trubisky to to Foles, um is interesting. You know we're coming up against one of our our backup quarterbacks who didn't really do it when he was with us, but has proved that he is a decent quarterback. Um, that always worries me. Um, Montgomery has 305 yards rushing. You know, we have Darren Henderson on 348 already, Malcolm Brown on 217, Cam Akers already has 100 plus yards, you know. Um, it's, it, yeah, I, th- I think you're right in what you're saying, Rob. It's, it's going to come down to the defense. Um, I think our ace in the hole is our uniforms. Um, we're going to be playing our yellow pants this weekend. Um, oh. oh, sorry, Monday Night Football. So it's blue blue jerseys with the with the yellow pants. Ah, right, right. Not that we're into this um, uniform hoodoo or anything, but um, um, a, lot, a lot of people take a lot, a lot of stock in what we're, um, what uniforms we do play. And I, I think a lot of people are, are hanging a lot of hope in the, in the burn uniforms, uh, but really disliking the, the blue pants. 
Yeah. But the good news is that we're um, we're playing in our yellow pants um, this this week. Try, try and dazzle them. <laughs> <laughs> Especially under those bright lights of the Oculus at the SoFi Stadium, I think. That's it. Yeah, I think well, when a Jordan's comments a couple of years ago, a couple of uh, points back was is that the colours do really seem to pop, you know, on these uh, new uniforms. So uh, hopefully, yeah, as I say, hopefully it's, it's it's big bright targets for golf, you know, to be throwing that ball to. So it is, but uh, he's he's certainly going to have his his, his night, uh, you know, uh, cut out for him with that defence though, because you know, uh, one thing I wanted just to mention is some of the stars on that defence. Um, obviously you spoke you know, about the standout guy, you know, Cahill Mack. Um, as you say, four and a half sacks. Uh, this year, you know, um, that's going to be one of the matchups to watch this uh, this this week. Twenty, um, he's going to be going up against Rob Havenstein at that right tackle position, who thankfully has stepped up this year. You know, Rob Havenstein has been playing some decent stuff, so that's that's going to be one of the real matchups to watch. You know, another guy to look out for as well is uh, down on the line and and coming from that uh, left hand side as well as uh, Akeem Hicks. You know, he's a guy just now three and a half sacks, I think, on the year. Um, but again, a real stud down there, a guy that's going to get after golf, you know, with every opportunity. So he is. Um, you look a little bit further back, it's, it's also a very strong linebacker core. You know, guys like uh, uh, Danny Trevathan, you know, who has a Super Bowl ring with the, the Broncos. Um, an old friend of ours, actually, Robert Quinn, um, oh, who is playing no. linebacker there as well. Yes, I- Mr. Quinn. I'd, I'd forgotten that Quinn had gone there actually, yeah. Um, yeah. and I still have his Rams jersey hanging in my my closet. Yeah, I was a huge fan. You know, I was really sorry to see him go. Um, he he was, you know, him on one side, you know, and Chris Long, Chris Long on the ah. other. Side. Yep. Chris Long on the other side and you know yeah back when it was a 4-3 defence and oh yeah I mean the, the guys the guys were just exceptional you know R- Robert Quinn had to make that that adjustment to linebacker you know when we moved to the to the 3-4 defence under mm-hmm. Wade Phillips and uh, and that's that's uh, although this is I believe this is a, a 4-3 defence I think this is a 4-3 defence um, he's still playing linebacker for them so he is a strong side linebacker you know yeah. And again, another guy to watch out for actually is Roquan Smith. Um, again, as I say, it's a very good linebacker core. I think those three guys, as I say, will be marching up and down that, you know, the middle of that that defense. And 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 as I say, it's it's going to be difficult to move the ball short uh, on this defense. They're, they're having a good season, so they are. And yeah. the, the last guy I wanted to mention actually was Kyle Fuller. Um, Kyle Fuller is just having a, a lights out season, you know, for the Bears. So he is at corner. Um, he's he's probably going to be on Robert Woods. Um, Robert Robert Woods playing plays a bit more of the outside, you know, maybe on, on Cooper Cup. So expect to see that matchup, you know, maybe more often than not as well. Uh, Robert Woods against Kyle Fuller. Um, again, that's going to be a real one to watch. You know, two two superstars going at it. Excellent, excellent stuff. So I, I think we've covered the the, the Bears Rams game in, in quite some detail there, Rob. Some some fantastic research on your behalf. We didn't have any questions from Facebook or Twitter Twitter this week, um, apart from that shout out from from Vince, obviously saying it was three years since we we all met up for that Twickenham game. Uh, do you have any final thoughts at all, Rob? Um, no, just very, very much looking forward to this game, Tony. As I say, I, I think the team's in a good position just now. Um, I think we discussed earlier, you know, that the I think the the bye week's coming up at a good time for us as well. Hopefully, after that, going into the Seahawks game, you know, uh, as I say, we got a couple of guys back, you know, Robinson and 
uh, Jordan Fuller. So, um, but no, I think I think to be honest with you, at the start of the season, if you if you had offered me, you know, the uh, the four and two at this point, I think I I would have taken it. Um, reasonably happy with the way things are going. Um, certainly, kind of licking more wounds from the last game, but I think there's more to come from this team, and I think certainly, you know, maybe once we start to see maybe a bit more of Cam Cam, uh, Cam Akers on the ground, um, and as I say, and and and, and, and again, certainly looking forward to seeing more of of Henderson as well, who's who's, who's really been the breakout back for us this, this season um, as I say I think you know when, once we get those two guys going uh, along with uh, Malcolm Brown um, I think you know everything else will come from that I think that there's a lot more points to come from this team this season and uh, hopefully we just go from strength to strength from here yeah and um, you know it'd be good to see a bit more of Van Jefferson and Cam Akers um, coming through before before the bye week or, or the rest of this season it's just like but look at the predictions you, you have us as Four and four going into the the the, the bye week. Um, I, it looks like I have us at five and three. Um, I actually had us down to lose against the 49ers in my preseason predictions, but to win against the Bears and the Dolphins. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Excellent. I, th- I think that just about wraps us up, Rob. Unless you've got some very final final thoughts. No, I think that's it. No, I think that's it. You, you very just very briefly touched on the Dolphins game there. Um, looking forward to that game. You know, the following week as well. Um, I believe they have now benched Ryan Fitzpatrick, and they're going with their young rookie quarterback. The name is very difficult to pronounce. Sorry, no disrespect to the sure. guy. Um, Tua, Tua, that, that's yeah. the way we'll pronounce it. Yeah, that, looking forward indeed. to seeing him. I think he's got the potential to be a real prospect. You know, we're, we're aware the Dolphins are, are kind of looking to rebuild, and he's obviously what, what they actually want to build that offense around. So it'll be nice to see him in his first game this season. Excellent. Yes, no, it will indeed. So I, I think my final question was actually, will you be up at one twenty on Tuesday morning to watch us play the Bears? No. <laughs> no, I um I will I will watch it on Game Pass the following day, so I will um as I say I don't think I'll be staying up that late because it can it kinda of throws me out a cycle for the next few days, so it does. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a little bit easier for the Sunday Monday type um regimen. But um no, I don't think I'll be up for the uh one twenty on Tuesday morning either. I, I may get up a little bit earlier on um Tuesday morning to get the, the 40 minute highlights as soon as possible before I see the score. But um, excellent. Well, 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 thank you very much for your time tonight, Rob. I hope everybody enjoys listening to this this podcast at some point in the near future. But um thanks for your time, Rob. Yeah. My pleasure, Tony. Thank you.